Welcome back, everybody. I have a great pleasure and honor to speak with somebody who one of my favorite actors, Ellen Arkin, wrote a foreword to her book. The book is The Billy Shepherd, uh, just to make sure that I have it proper, The Billy Shepherd Presentation Method, Why an Acting Teacher Holds the Key to Greater Influence, Happier Customers, and Better Relationships. Um, welcome to the program, Billy. I have lots of questions for you. Thank you, Alan. It's so nice to be with you. Likewise, um, I am a geek. I, I am an acting geek. I love uh, I love books. I love uh, talking to people about different methods and different approaches. Uh, and then you took it a step farther because I come from a corporate uh, environment as well. So I've been a teacher uh, in the corporate environment, and I've always uh, you know wanted to take some of the acting methodologies and use them in a corporate setting. And I see that you've been doing this for years. So I'm really, really happy and I'm very excited. So lots of my questions will come straight from that excitement. Mm, mm, mm. Good, good. I love doing it. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I mentioned Alan Arkin. I, you know, one of my favorite uh, all-time actors. I love watching him on screen. He's just such such an amazing uh, personality that you always want to pay attention to. Uh, he has incredible comedic timing. He's, he's just a wonderful, dramatic, and comedic uh, actor. Um, so I know that you took, uh, I think, uh, you know, reading in his forward to your book, uh, you took a workshop with him, and he was so impressed that he changed some of the ways that he was teaching uh, based on seeing you master it. Um, what was the workshop? When was this? How long ago did you uh, did you meet Al? Oh my gosh. I, I went to a workshop in Austin, Texas. I've been living in the Bay Area for 30 years. And okay. I think it was 10 years ago or something. Um, my assistant and I went to this workshop and there, first of all, let me say, he is equally as wonderful in person and his wife, they are equally as solid and in the moment and present and lovely as, as you would imagine. And I think because of that, I felt so safe in the workshop. And he's he's an incredible teacher. And I learned so much about intention and connecting an intention to a personal feeling. I mean, I've been an actor my whole life. Since 19, I left college because I thought I knew more than the professors to become a professional actor. I since went back and got a master's and everything, but um, he, there was something about his kindness and respect for my work. He saw me, you've heard that saying, that person sees me, he yeah. saw me and we just worked so well together. Um, and for some reason I'd been acting and studying with acting teachers my whole, most of my life, mm -hmm. I heard him when he said intention removes all fear, all self-doubt while you're acting, and it it needs to be connected to a strong feeling. And working with him, I realized what it took me to prepare to get ready to drop into that moment of having a clear intention connected to a feeling. And that's when I realized viscerally that it took me preparing, which meant me breathing in 
and out <laughs> and and me getting in that present moment and then everything takes care of itself in improvisation and then with a scene or then giving a speech as mm -hmm. a business person or a parent talking to a teenager i don't know if you have kids but I they do. should warn you about teenagers <laughs> they get very smart very yeah. quick and that I could go on and on. And then I started bringing him into the Bay Area to do improv improvisation workshops. And he started calling me his friend. I still can't do that. But we he's a wonderful teacher. And he really affected my work as an actor and as a teacher. Wonderful. Um, it's 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 great to hear. Um, you also have, you know, you give special thanks in your book to uh, to my first guest on this program, the man who kicked off this show, uh, Michael Kostra, who is uh, who's a, just one of the sweetest uh, people I've ever met, such a genuinely lovely person. Oh my gosh, I uh, clearly adore the man. And yeah. I don't know whether Michael told you, but I'm I'm a nag. I think it's I think it's it could be a religious or a, a cultural thing or being a mother, but I'm a nag and I nagged him for so many years. We met doing a show together and um I said, You've got to teach because I would call him panicking before auditions and he would help me and and now he's teaching and he's brilliant. If any of your actors get a chance. I know I sound like I'm selling Cheerios or something, but if you get a chance to work with Michael Kostroff or read his book or take his Psych 101 acting psych audition Psych 101 workshop, you yeah. must. You must. Yeah, uh, we we certainly talked about it in our program, and we're going to continue bringing it up. I have uh, his book. Uh, he's just. Again, it's it's a person who knows what he's talking about, but a person who is continued uh, continuously or continued to keep himself open to the community. And that's the part that I love the most. Uh, when I reached out to him, you know, I, I had no show. I, I just yeah, I had an idea for a show and I thought it was going to be interesting. And I reached out and I said, hey, I'd love to have you as a guest on the program. And he immediately responded, um, you know, saying that, yes, I, I'm happy to make you know, myself available for the community. And you now he uh, he does uh, coaching, uh, as you as you mentioned. So he does coaching. Uh, his rates are not through the roof. He's keeping his rates um, within reason uh, to make sure that the working actors can actually afford it and uh, use the services. So everything that I've seen from him during the interview, before the interview and after, just goes to show that he's a, you know, true, genuine uh you know guy and a really really uh wonderful actor he, he is and he's as wonderful a friend and human as you say mm -hmm. as as teacher you know i've got to tell you mm -hmm. being in the acting community so much of my life and in the business community and i'm in silicon valley and it's it if if you're not happy in silicon valley it can be a snake pit but it's not for me because as I've aged and gotten more wisdom, life's short and I only stick with people who have great heart and great authenticity and, and live the truth and, and act the truth 
and it's it's linear it's linear you can't be you can't be inauthentic in your life and then all of a sudden jump into an authentic scene if you're nuts you're nuts but you're authentically nuts and then you'll be authentic in your scene but it's got to have that thread and i choose to hang with people that are lovely that are lovely yeah another one by the way um i don't know if you know him uh or if you're friends already but another person who i think you truly enjoy that uh, embodies everything that we've talked about is thomas capacci um i don't thomas Thomas Capacci, he was on West Wing, he was on Star Trek. Uh, he's an incredible actor who's, you know, 148, I think, credits uh, to his name in terms of his IMDb, but um, just one of the nicest, gentlest, most humble, uh, authentic humans I have uh, encountered. Uh, I had a great pleasure of interviewing him on my show. To me, it was, uh, you know, tremendous because I've watched him on West Wing for so many years. And uh, to speak to him, it turned out, I, I still can't believe it, like you mentioned with Alan, um, I, he was the first, I was the first interview with him ever in his whole career, which mm-hmm. blew my mind. And uh, since then, he's become a friend. And um, I'm lucky enough to call him uh, a friend, but it's just, these are the types of people that I, like you, wish to surround myself with because they remind you of who you should be and um, you know they they keep kind of uh, getting to your core and uh, showing you incredible examples of how to be a professional but how to remain a human at the same time and be credible i'm sure i'd recognize his face as soon as i saw it i'm just remiss and not great with names so um, anyway, so now, now, now that we've talked and we know that we're in the same uh, you know, wavelength in, in terms of uh, wonderful people in our lives, uh, I want to talk to you about the book. I want to talk to you about your approach. Uh, you're applying the, all of your acting uh, skills and, uh, as, as an actor yourself, as a teacher. Uh, you're applying that to the business world in terms of helping people become better speakers. But mm-hmm. for our audience, which is uh, primarily acting-based, um, where does your approach come in and what is it? Let's uh, let's start breaking it down so people can utilize it as well. That it, it's, um, it's good for both. Sure, yeah. Because the fundamentals of getting in the present, I'll start. Good. When, when I was younger and acting and I started early on teaching acting because I had an agent who said, you know, you want to teach a workshop? And I thought, I guess I will. So I started equally teaching. Mm-hmm. And I've always been fascinated with what is it that makes one actor brilliant and another actor just really good? You know, what is it? What is it? What's the energetic thing? What's going on? And as I coached for several years, I discovered that if I could get, oh, that's a whole story how I discovered it, but I discovered if I could get an, an actor teaching them or directing them. In, in the present moment, the real present moment, they'd be brilliant, genius, brilliant. And it oftentimes didn't have anything to do with really how much experience they had or not. Mm-hmm. If they could get in that present moment, they'd be brilliant. And so I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out. And uh, I developed 
techniques and exercises to get the actor in the present moment. Of course, they had to do their homework. They had to be completely off book and filled up the material and, and done their homework. Um, about 20, 22 years ago, mm -hmm. I, I went through a divorce and I wanted to stay in the, in the Silicon Valley Bay Area. I had a kid to raise. I had to maintain a house. I, I couldn't make enough money living here and I like the livestock just acting and modeling and teaching and I figured out because my former husband was a, a, a COO of a company and I saw so many ridiculously torturous PowerPoint slide presentations I thought you know if they just use some acting techniques and theater techniques and I got this idea that I could use these acting techniques, which I will talk about, um, to teach people in business how to be business better presenters. So honest to God, I got on the phone and I called University of California, Santa Cruz, the extension, and I said, do you, do you have people that need speaker training? I do it with acting techniques. And she said, will you come in so-and-so date to, to show me your curriculum. And I said, sure. And I hung up the phone and I thought, oh my God, I've got to write a curriculum. So yep. I wrote the book and I started teaching and then I started making phone calls, just calling companies and I built a business and I love doing it. And now I'm in all these huge companies on Zoom now, but what are the, what are the fundamentals of acting that, that your actor listeners can can hear again that they've been hearing since high school and college and through all their acting coaches you've got to be in the present moment you've got to get yourself grounded and relaxed and not thinking about what the casting director thinks of you or what the audience thinks of you it's about what you can bring to the audience to unite you and the audience and that takes work and i've been acting for years before i met and worked with alan arkin and it was something about that clicking of being clear on your intention which takes time doesn't it just to figure out the intention specifically instead of i'm going to cure cancer no, it's please take this pill so the pain will be relieved for you for your cancer, so which will help carry your cancer. You know, it's got to be very specific. Yeah. Um, intention connected to a strong feeling. Then let's put that aside. I know I'm talking up a storm, but hopefully your actors are getting some help from things that are in the book. And this is all on video and this is all recorded so they could just hit pause, write it down, come back, rewatch as they should be. <laughs> so oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic because my inner core is is to help. I, I just want to help people have a blast doing their acting and enjoy it and or giving a presentation, either or. I went back to school when the economy tanked and I had a thesis advisor who said, I convinced them to let me write my thesis on acting techniques in the business world. And 
She said, you understand it when you see when somebody's in the present moment being brilliant, but how can you teach it? How can you duplicate it? And what we discovered is this, and this is for your actors. Yep. You guys listen here. There are four components to being brilliant in the present moment. The first is your body. You've got to get your body present before you go on stage, before certainly you go into an audition for your workshop. You've got to breathe, jump rope, relax, whatever it is to get your body present. The second is voice. You've got to have clear, perfect diction. You've got to be able to project and not project so you can adjust for the camera or the stage. You've got to do all those things to get and enhance your voice. The third is improvisation. You have to have the ability to improvise in the moment, truthfully, in the moment. And the fourth is intention. You have to take the time to clarify your intention so that you care about your intention. And these things take work. They take time that have nothing to do in the moment with your audition or your performance, except they have everything to do yeah. with the pre-work. And that's what I that's what I learned takes the time is the pre-work. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for breaking it down. Um, we're going to talk about each of them individually in a second, but uh, it it makes a lot of sense to me. It uh, it certainly does. And again, talking about my own acting breakthrough, uh, it was one. I, I ended up kind of uh, combining the things that you were talking about. You know, I started taking uh, you know, it was a combination of Meisner and viewpoints and uh, a number of other uh, kind of techniques, and it really got me out of my head and got me into my body, got me into uh, the other person and allowed me to come in with an intention, to come in with a strong emotion, to come in with um, you know, something happening. And really, instead of saying you have to have a moment before, it really forced you into having that moment before, whether it's associated with the scene or not, but you have to have a strong moment before and walk in and walk in with the intention. And when I got into my body, when I got into the eyes and into the body of the person in the scene, when I was out of my head, everything was started flowing. You're talking about improvising. Uh, one of my favorite moments, which which kind of blew me away as, was, as well as everybody else, is the when you're in a scene and when you're that comfortable, you're doing things that seem natural to you at that time that you have not pre-planned, nor would you allow yourself to even think that that would be okay. Uh, to the point where I walked in and the scene was, there was a party and uh, the person was lay out, laying out all sorts of uh, utensils and salad and cake and was uh, you know hanging uh, garlands. And I was uh, there with a completely different intention. And then I just, you know, I, I felt like grabbing a, a piece of uh, uh, salad and started eating it for, I would never, as an actor, I would never think that that's an appropriate thing to do in a scene when it has nothing to do with the scene. Well, it has everything to do with the scene. So I ate a piece of salad while talking to the person and then they did something and I looked at the cake and I said, yeah, I'm gonna take that cake. So I took a piece of cake and I started eating it. So I had a salad and I had cake. The whole audience was going like, oh my God, what are you doing? And everybody loved it. It was so organic that 
it works because I was definitely not Alan in that scene. I was that character who felt whatever and was doing it organically. And that was being fully present in that moment. So I was in my body. I came in with the uh, proper intention. I was improvising uh, and allowing myself to, <laughs> to do that. And the fourth one, voice. Um, voice, I don't remember uh, kind of doing anything for it, but it just happened. You, you know, that's, oh, that's a great story. And I'll tell you, that's what keeps us addicted to oh. acting yeah. and to dealing with people to get them in that moment so that mm. they can experience. We're drug dealers, basically. You know, pretty much we're addicted and we want to get you addicted because it feels so great. Uh, that being in the present moment, the 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 other thing that that oddly you kind of circled around to it we discovered when i was working with my the all the other doctors and everything studying this that if you focus on one thing one of the four components the other three come along so you were focusing on your your improvisational ability you had that ability and your voice and everything else just came along you don't we don't need to think about it it really it it really is a wonderful uh, uh technique to practice and it removes fear you had no fear in that scene you it at was the creative juice working through you at all and mm -hmm. and that's the that's the beautiful part because again you you can relate to this and actors i know you can relate to this as as we're in a scene there is a part of us that's kind of watching and monitoring and you're not going to be fully present until that part goes away and in, integrates into what it is that you're doing i had no parts watching i'm telling you for sure that if i had any parts watching there is zero chance that it would have allowed myself to do any of the things that i did and thank god it was not there so there was no fear there was nothing but just me being fully in that moment. And it always stayed with me because it's that kind of special drug <laughs> that we're all yeah. addicted to. Uh, and you want more of it. So um, I, I specifically kind of, you know, over the years, I developed my own um, acting method to, uh, to get myself into that, uh, that moment of how do I, you know, grow myself in the reality of that character while still being, um, believable and natural and it, it all kind of stemmed from trying to get out of the thinking part of me and i'm very uh, very analytical and i'm a writer and i want everything to kind of i look at a script and i see where the proper beats are and where the emphasis should go i need to move all of that stuff out in order for me to be a successful actor so the methodology was kind of developed in order to get myself away from all of that and just get into that ground at that moment. So I resonate deeply with uh, with your approach. Uh, I, I certainly see why it works for people. Well, and you know, all roads lead to Rome. I didn't. I didn't invent this. All of this has been here since Aristotle. If they could rewrite Aristotle's theories, they would. They can't because they work. But you see, you had to find your way. And I had to find my way. And and that's the adventure. That's the adventure. But it takes focus and it takes time. And do you know, uh, several years ago, I, I stopped coaching actors.
because there's something about the culture in the last 10, 12 years or so where the actors that started coming, maybe it was because I was in Silicon Valley and it's more of a tech thing, but I, I don't know. They, they were not willing to put in the work that goes into getting competent to prepare before you do the work. They think the work just comes and they wouldn't. And finally, I can remember, I don't know whether I should share this or not. I went upstairs to Bill, my Bill, and I said, um, I, I'm giving my soul and they're coming in and their lines aren't learned. I'm giving my soul and they haven't read the play but one time, you, you know? So the 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 pre-work is hugely, hugely important. I know I sound like a nagging mother or teacher, but it's real important to find the joy. You're right. And as a teacher, and again, you know, 23 years or whatever as a teacher myself, uh, there has to be this give and receive. There has to be a balance and an equity between them. So you as the teacher, if you're giving your time and your soul and your effort, you want to see at least uh, some of that coming back uh, to you. Uh, this is why we do this. I'm doing this because I want to see the eye in somebody's uh, the eye, the the light in somebody's eye, saying, "Yeah, I got it. That makes sense. That's what I live for." Uh, and and that's that's that uh, receipt that I'm looking for. And if you continuously are not getting, it can be extremely discouraging. And you know. Uh, I, I can certainly understand why you went up and uh, and you told that to Bill. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I switched into the corporate world where they do the work and they're learning and they're growing and I get the same joy. Yeah. I really do. And it's from a financial perspective, it's a much better place to be. Uh, I realized, uh, yeah, I realized this long ago that I, I created a health and wellness program that I thought was was great and it was so simple and everybody can use it and everybody is going to benefit and it you know addresses all of the things that you know the top 10 uh, health related uh, risks in the US it addresses all of them and it was just brilliant it was channeled it was definitely not me it was you came in as a system uh, to help people and I started uh, teaching it and I started uh, using it and I realized that it's not a magic potion it's not a pill it's not something that was found in the Amazonian forest, the Amazonian forest that you can, uh, you know, uh, eat before you go to bed and everything magically disappears. And people didn't want to pay for it. Uh, and I didn't realize it. I realize it now that it certainly would work. And I would just have to focus on it and continue developing. And it would take years for me to get to a point where people would start uh, buying into it. But if I switch to corporate and if I, you know, pivot to a corporate uh, health and wellness program and then show the benefits that I did because every week we were testing and we saw 92% uh, stress reduction, 86% got in uh, significantly better shape, whatever. You do that, you sell it to corporate because it affects uh, the bottom line and it improves sales, it improves performance, it improves all these things. That's where the money is and I can use that. Now, the natural progression of it is actually, did I do that? And the answer is no, because then I got excited about another idea and I'm doing it now. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I fully understand because I come from a corporate world and I did a ton of training. And I know that as a trainer, there was a time where I was making uh, full-time um, wages 
working part-time because I was training. So uh, now all of those dollars uh, kind of have disappeared, especially during uh, you know COVID time and the contraction of the business. But um, normally speaking, if you find something that affects the bottom line for a business, you're going to yes. get paid. So brilliant what you're doing for whatever you know kind of roads that led you to it because it gives you what you need it gives people what they need and it actually provides for your uh income which yeah, is, you, yeah. It, it, after a certain point it you've got to go where the money gets paid you right. you you've got to um i had to I had a situation where I wanted to support a house and get a kid through college and, you know, the whole thing. Um, that was a hard choice, though, for your actors listening out there. Mm -hmm. I feel the need that I want to share. It was very hard for me because being an actor is rather like a cult. It's a great cult, but it's like a cult. And segueing out of it, you know, I can remember as a younger actor, you'd hear occasionally, oh, you know, Bob, Bob let go of his equity card. You know, oh, oh did you hear Sally? She's not sagging. And it was like, oh, my God, they left the cult. How could they do it? Because we love it so, don't we? We it, It's so much of our lives. It was hard for me to decide to make that choice to go into the business world more than acting. I do a little modeling now and that's it. That's about it. I don't teach acting anymore. Um, I haven't acted in years. Um, that's not true. I did a terrible movie, but the <laughs> because we thought it was gonna be good. <laughs> and then the actors were in it and we kept walking up to each other. Does this scene make sense? That it goes here how do we end up on mars you know up in, and as we were in it we realized oh god this is going to be so bad but i i switched to the corporate training and i love it so and i'm earning a living and mm -hmm. i'm just saying this to your actors be true to be true to yourself i should coin it haha ha. yeah. be be true to what your real needs are in the moment and trust and go with that and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Just see where it goes. This is where mine went. Yours might go working a little bit and then you get a feature film with Steven Spielberg. I don't know, but be true to yourself. Don't let it hang on your head like a pancake holding you down. And the piggybacking on what you just mentioned, the, the biggest fear is the fear of failure. And the yeah. fear that you have taken your dream, you've taken your passion, you had all of the naysayers in your life that told you not to do it, and you continued striving, continued doing it, and then walking away feels like failure. It's not failure. It's not failure. Yeah. Do you do you feel like a failure having made that choice? No, I feel just insanely good about myself. <laughs> and and what it did is allowed me to face that fear and move through it and learn to deal with, I learned that other people's opinions of me aren't my business. Right. That was a huge lesson for me because it meant so much. You know, what is my family going to say? What are my friends going to say? I've devoted decades to this, to being an actor. And, and it just made me allow myself to become myself. And you know something, I really like myself. And it took me a lot of years to, to say that. 
I wrote a book. Who wanted to write a book? Oh, well, you're a writer. I'm I'm not a writer. Kostroff's a writer. Alan Arkin, they're writers. I, I wrote this book for business, but I did it and it was so hard. And if I was focused on running to the audition, I booked out with my agent who will not let me go. She keeps me. She says, what if something comes up? <laughs> She's so dear. They're so dear. It's a great agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to I had to let go of that and focus. And I did it. And it feels better than than I could have ever imagined. But it takes guts and courage. Yeah. And again, to the actors who are watching, this is not me and Billy saying you should quit acting. This is <laughs> us saying face your fears. And the universe is going to bring all sorts of things into your life and go with whatever feels right and know that you're strong enough to make it on the other end. And yes. I, I've spoken to people who uh, left the industry and are wildly successful. I've spoken to people who wanted to leave the industry and didn't and became wildly successful acting. There is no one path. Everybody has their own unique set of circumstances and just keep doing your best and you'll figure out what happens and be, uh, be, have, have the improv in mind because improv applies to life just as much as it does to a scene improvise and you'll you know say yes to the opportunities and uh, you'll see what that end brings you that's lovely and i underline you articulated it beautifully just have the guts to improvise it, alan arkin says life is an improvisation or you know it is i actually actually i think i have uh no no my i uh, among the many things that I have started for which people make fun of me of, which again, does not matter, uh, is I have a, um, you know, a t-shirt, inspirational uh, t-shirt business. And one of the uh, t-shirts that I've made says, uh, every day is improv. So, every day is improv. You so got it. I, I agree again with uh, with Mr. Alan Arkin, who I appreciate so much. And now learning more about him, I appreciate him even more. <laughs> um yeah. That's that's wonderful. Um, I want to ask you a few more things that, you know, just in terms of lessons learned. Um, you know, what is driving you right now? Uh, having all of this experience that you know on the acting side, now on the corporate side, what it may be a quote, it may be you know uh, something that you go back to, but what is driving you on a daily basis? I have to say, the the first thing would be getting paid for what I do. It, sure. it it's an incredibly realistic, substantiating set of circumstances. Yeah. In my heart and soul and liver, it's that spark in the eye that you mentioned earlier about when somebody gets it yeah. it's the drug for me now it i love helping people fly and you know i can remember oh, alan is so present with this today this is interesting it, it, he he loves to have people fly that's why he used to do these workshops this you can watch people fly and when and once people fly then they get addicted and and they become more discerning livers and and observers 
of things. What drives me now is um, the combination of learning. I had to transfer eight hours of workshop, two days workshop, four hours each day, eight hours into four hours on Zoom. And it almost buried me. And I didn't want to do it. I stomped my foot, the whole thing, because I'm a spoiled brat. But I've done it now, and it's fantastic. It's mm -hmm. it, it's so wonderful to see people grow, teaching them the acting techniques of how to use the camera and personalization and the importance of your voice and, and how to be concise. Um, so I'm learning. I'm helping people. I'm getting paid. Um, I'm happy. So that... You know, my biggest driving force is, is Billy happy. Because yeah. if Billy's not happy, the house ain't happy. <laughs> so yeah. I spend a lot of time making sure I'm happy. Am I okay? My peace of mind is huge to me. And I'll do whatever it takes. I eat right. I take a lot of exercise. I take care of myself and do the things I want to do to stay in peace of mind and happy. Because um, I don't know, I think we're here like a nanosecond and I like it here. And so I want to enjoy it. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, last night, you know, we found out uh, that my wife's uh, boss, um, the owner of a company, young man, 46 years old, very successful, uh, five children, died in a tragic car accident. Um, just like that. <clears throat> Last night we found out, uh, my wife was walking our dog, I was uh, finishing binging uh, Emily in Paris and uh, you know she got a call saying that he passed away tragically. Here one moment, not here the next. It, it shocked everybody and just, continues to show to us that how precious life is, how grateful we should be for every moment of it, and how we should use that time wisely without focusing on petty differences, and instead taking the time to learn, to grow, and to help other people do the same. Mm. 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 I'm so sorry to hear about that. Me too. Um, I didn't know him well. You know, my wife obviously have worked for him, so I heard him referenced uh, on <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just you know it's it's one of those things that reminds you. And I was talking. You've mentioned kids. I have a 16 year old daughter who just started driving. Uh, I have a you know in a, in a few days 11 year old uh, son. So we had conversations with both of them and, you know, everybody going through that, that process of emotions and uh, questions and, you know, the natural things that come into your mind at these moments. Um, it's tough, but life, like, you know, going back to our acting, uh, you know, uh, discussion, life like a scene is just a moment. Mm -hmm. And you can be fully present in that moment, or you can let it slip. Well, in a scene, you have a you know another take that you can do 
in life, you don't. Um, you really have to do what you can to be as present as possible and allow things to flow through you as opposed to by you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good words. Yeah. Um, it's the one thing that you know has come out of uh, of his passing already for me is that re-emphasis on gratitude is that re-emphasis on letting go of the things that doesn't suit me i'm not sure how long this is going to last but i like myself in this moment and i'm hoping to remember it and uh come back to that feeling as as often as possible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a practice you just it's a practice it is and the and the more we do it the better we feel hmm. So how, how do you define yourself? I, I went through an exercise of defining myself in one word, uh, which was a really interesting exercise. I, you know, I'm, I'm on other things. You know, I, I call this the, the uh, essence spectrum and then the, uh, the core essence. But um, if you had to describe yourself in one word or three words, what would those words be? I think um, the the first one would be courageous. Okay. Uh, intense and loving. I see the first and the third. I definitely have not noticed the second, at least in this conversation. <laughs> oh, because I'm not teaching you. <laughs> it's the context. <laughs> Context is everything. <laughs> no, okay. I'm very intense looking for the truth with people, and sometimes I get I get back that I'm so intense because it's they have to be honest. It's not going to work unless they're honest. And but once I get them there, mm -hmm. they appreciate it. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to, uh, you know, why you're there, right? You're you're there, so yeah, you're there too. And I to, say that, you know, Ellen, I say that to them. I don't know if I'll ever see you again, if I'll ever work with you again. We have this time together now. Yeah. This is what you're doing well. Let's adjust this, you know. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say just quickly Please. is context. Uh, the context within which these business people work with me. Uh, I said that I set it up that I'm the director and they've been cast in a play. I love it. And they're playing the leader in the play. And so we have four weeks of rehearsal and, and we're going to work on developing this character who has these qualities being this type of leader within their style. And so when they get adjustments, it doesn't feel like an insult to them. They're just actors. They're simply not just. They're simply actors taking in adjustments to create this character of being a leader. So it, it's really fun. So I'm playing, too. And so are they. Play is a big part in coaching. Yeah. And it's, that's amazing. Um... You know, from a pure psychology perspective, it's it's great. It removes the defenses and allows the person uh, to open up 
and uh, be receptive uh, to it. You know, business games, you know, uh, it also helps, uh, you know, retention levels. So yeah. all of these things are, are great. Uh, yeah, I love it. That's yes. that's a very, very good approach. Well, uh, Billy, it's it's such a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for, uh, for telling us about your method. Uh, your book is going to be right below this. Please, everybody, go check it out. If you want to become a better speaker, please uh, contact Billy and, and work with her. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a delight. Thank you. And thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of The Love of Acting. You know we love it. We know you do as well. And this is why we do it. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.